What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I honestly can't believe that this is like our eighth episode, and this that's just crazy to me. Thank you so much for supporting us up until this point, and I hope you continue to. Um, honestly, nothing makes me happier than just creating this show and having you guys listen to it, and I hope that it's good content for you guys. So today we have an awesome show lined up for you. Our guest was great. It was probably one of the most fun podcasts that I have recorded to date. Um, we just kind of shot the shit and talked about a lot of fun things, and I got to pick apart the brain of our guests as usual. So without further ado, please welcome the wonderful Mackenzie Kelly. Just know that like at one point in time, there's this guy, this business owner, who was selling some sort of, I don't know, he was either manufacturing something or had some sort of textile back in the day when like, hemp was around when marijuana mm-hmm. first came out and mm-hmm. he had so much money and the mar- like marijuana was starting to overthrow like his business so he was able to get basically like laws because he was just so connected and had so much money he was able to figure out how to make it illegal and it's it was it's illegal still to this day it's not even federally illegal because right. of that and it's right. like when you have so much money you can just do whatever you want so think of how many people in this country I mean, we all, we obviously understand how this country's run with a bunch of just rich, <laughs> like, white assholes. So. Capitalism. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and so imagine all those people, there's definitely going to be a massive chunk that don't want, like, Trump in office. And mm-hmm. what do we do? We pinpoint, like, massive things, massive holes or flaws of his. And one of his flaws is obviously not being a good social president. So right. you can bring back, like, the things where... I'm pretty sure, I don't know, but I'm sure he's recorded for saying some racist shit and, you know, he's never been... super predatory stuff. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's like, how can we turn that, okay, we're going to take the media and completely throw um, a lot more police brutality? Because what I think a lot of people don't realize is this stuff doesn't just, like, it didn't just pop up in 2020. Like, it's been going on for a while. For a long time. Yeah, and people are like, oh my god, it's 2020, this is happening, like, we need to fix it, and it's more like... It's been going on for a while, I think. Like, yeah, we do need to fix it, yeah, but why are you so late to the... <laughs> exactly, and it's it's just because I think it's election year, so it's really easy for them to manipulate the media and really throw it in there, right. you know what I mean? Have you seen that account? It's like, um, riding with Biden. No. And it's basically just like saying like how mediocre of a person he is and like he's really not that great, but like it's just like... um. Yeah, Ryan with Ryan with Biden or sticking with Biden maybe. I thought it was riding with Biden, but it's, it's probably Ryan with Biden. It sounds catchy. It catches it. Yeah. <laughs> it'll get your attention. R D I N. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, he um it's basic yeah, it's just saying like he's really not that great, but like it's better than the alternative. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you knew this, but we did some fact checking. I don't know when, like the first episode when Darren was on and we were talking about how America, the average reading level of an American is seventh grade reading. Are so you serious? I'm not like, look it up, look that up. Cause, and it's crazy. And it just goes to show how like stupid we are. <laughs> I mean, we're all college right. educated, but. So as long as you can make something, yeah. Do you think that has something to do with, like, the 
um like the amount of people that like immigrant to our country too because obviously you're getting all different types of like educational backgrounds and stuff um because like our standard I feel like our standard in America is like to go to college yeah but people don't always come here with that background or those like um so that I would say that probably has to do a lot with it but also the thing that I was thinking of was someone i think i don't know who i was having the argument with when we were talking about this and they were like everyone reads at like people read at like a ninth or tenth grade level and i was like honestly i would throw it back to like eighth grade because if you think about it it's probably like people get to go to high school for free right in quotation marks for you and um and then college is a whole nother level so they usually drop off right at that time and that's why it's seventh to eighth grade you know or not yeah oh wait no that was so fucked up i was it should be like 11th or 12th right right so maybe you Mm -hmm. could also do like if you if you were a high school dropout right you can get like your ged yeah and so maybe people drop out at that point they don't want to go through high school and then ged but even then i'm pretty sure you have to still take a lot of like tests to get that and do test taking so you're gonna have to be on a reading level of something i guess maybe the argument would be like looking at it mm. i mean i also know people like i have this one friend and he is probably like the smartest person i've ever met in my entire life and he cannot like read a paragraph out loud at I mean, all i have graduated college <laughs> i've graduated college and i'm just like a i'm a slow reader yeah like, oh just, me too me too and that's all i did slow. in college was read. read yeah i was like i was a liberal arts mate well in the liberal arts department so all i did for every single homework was read and write Hmm. and i cannot read fast at all people are like oh i finished a novel in a day and i'm like what the thing is is so i don't usually have time just from doing this and going to work to like sit down and read yeah and so like i've been i downloaded like audible which Mm -hmm. is uh, an app where you can listen to books yep and i feel like a lot of people like well you're not reading it so it's not the same but as long as you're still processing that no, information, yeah, it's, yeah. I think that you're fine. I don't think, yeah. I don't think that listening to a book and reading it makes a difference when you're still absorbing the content. Maybe, like, I don't know. I just feel like at that point when you're reading a book, it just has to do more with, like, just reading words. And so, mm-hmm. like, your eyes are able to process information with your eyes rather right. than with your ears. But right. It's just another one of the five senses. As long as you're getting that information, you're able to convert it to knowledge. It's right. it's all really the same thing. Mm-hmm. Have you? How have you been doing with quarantine, though? Um, well, beginning of quarantine was great. I was at school. I was with my friends. We did, like, themed nights and, you know, made the most of it. But then I moved back home with my parents, and that was a struggle because I was unemployed for, like, three i don't know since may to august to like three months yeah and at the time like it really was terrible but looking back like i did you know like i went to like lakes and stuff like that um obviously social distanced and all (laughs) that but now i have a job and it's really weird it's like really weird and i like kind of keep forgetting that we're in a pandemic because we normalized like we normalized living in a pandemic like no one really thinks like oh yeah like 
wearing not wearing a mask is like the norm like wearing a mask is a norm and like we just like do it now like my sister she is playing a lacrosse game tonight and they all have to wear masks that's wild that's so weird to yeah. for me to think about and like the whole thing with like the nba bubble and stuff like they're they don't have to wear masks but like they're separated but from they're society yeah. yeah i mean yeah. i remember one of the stories they're talking about for like the celtics because i've been following them was just I think recently they were allowed to have family come in and mm-hmm. like one of the players is 24 years old on the Celtics, Jalen Brown. And he was like, my mom came in and she had to quarantine for 14 days. And then the first time I saw her, like, and I gave her a hug, like it, I just like couldn't let go of her. Like I didn't realize how much of right. like being quarantined, even though I'm still like doing my job and playing basketball. Like it's just, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's weird to think that, we have come to the normalization of wearing a mask. Yeah. Because I don't think about it twice now going into nope. a store Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. And just six months ago, we were like none of that was happening. There's definitely pros and cons, though, because like sometimes you go into a store and like something like really annoying happens and you're making a face underneath your mask and like no one can tell, which yeah. is like a pro to it. But like also a con, like I keep breaking out because of my mask. Like, yeah. I don't know. I saw a uh, I saw a TikTok where it was like I mastered um, wearing a mask or something, and it was a, a girl, and she was wearing a mask, and like mm-hmm. her eyebrows looked like she was happy, but when she pulled down the mask, she yeah, had like a yeah. resting bitch face, and mm-hmm. I was like, so when she's talking to people, and they're like, oh, and she's like, yeah, and like her <laughs> eyes look like she's really like happier, involved with the conversation, but really she's like, fuck this. Yep. Yep. Recently, I kind of like last week I was kind of in a funk and i feel like it was from everything from quarantine just kind of yeah. crashed down on me because mm-hmm. i was doing okay for a while and yep. like you kind of like you said like you didn't really think about it in the summertime because we just kind of normalized to everything and going outside wasn't off limits either no so and i think that once once like the time came around where i saw people going back to college and i wasn't going back with them mm. Mm-hmm. And also having the like just living the life of I haven't found like a job in my field yet. And I'm I mean, at least I'm working, but it's still just like a, a warehouse job. It right. kind of just all like crashed down on my like mental. And I was like, right. Fuck. I know. I so right now I'm a full time nanny and it's I like my job and, you know, it pays me well and it's I'm doing something. But being in that mindset of like where you're supposed to be and where you are right now and like comparing yourself to like where others are and like their fields and stuff it's it's super hard and like obviously getting snapchat memories and stuff like looking back on like your prime years of college that's really hard but and that's the thing is like you just like I sat down and I talked to my parents about it and I was like honestly like I think I'm just like I'm going through like just a depression like Mm -hmm. or I'm just I'm just depressed from it and like Mm -hmm. I've dealt with being depressed before and stuff and that's why like uh two episodes ago i did or yeah two episodes ago i did um like i used the platform and just spoke about uh suicide prevention month Mm -hmm. and i was like big on it because i was like this is a real thing and especially during now when so many people are just like locked up like it's so easy like yeah one of like depression's like number one friend is like you sitting down and not doing anything like if you sit there and just think like you will Mm -hmm. be consumed by your thoughts right and i don't know i just 
being able to talk to like my parents about it was definitely a big um it was definitely like a good relief because they kind of just have constantly been like like you're living through a pandemic and you're 23 years old like you need to remind yourself that I mean yeah it's like we were just talking about like it's very hard to remember that we are living in a pandemic and like most of the stuff that like we're all dealing with everyone else is dealing with too but like I feel like there's not a lot of spaces out there that you can like find that like normalize that kind of stuff like I think we're all still trying to like make it seem like oh our lives are good like you know we're employed we're doing this we're doing that but like no our country is like not in a good space right now we're not in a good space right now I think like not only is our country not in a good spot but I feel like a lot of what's going on has also happened because of quarantine because everyone was so like constricted to being together and not being able to go out and socialize and then we're stuck to social media and you're Mm -hmm. getting a lot of your information from the internet or from the news and you're not really able to I mean I guess a lot of Americans are still pretty like like willingly ignorant about everything that's going on but before without everything like without everything going on where you're stuck at home you're able to do that with your life and not really look at these issues and now Mm -hmm. not only is everyone stuck at home and they're seeing all this stuff but it's like people are pissed that they aren't able to go out and do what they want so then it's Mm -hmm. almost like we had just imagine just like a a small snowball rolling down a mountain it was just one thing after another and it just continuously rolled and Mm-hmm. it's i i just don't know everything's just it's you, hard like looking at other countries too and seeing how they have progressed yeah. since um the introduction of the coronavirus and like how how many months has it been like i since march when we were locked down i'm pretty sure um but over six months i know that so yeah. over half a year um it's it, i think it's because of being like American and being in America, like obviously it was a good, I think this is, was a whole, if you want to look at it one way, it's, it's almost like an ego check for all of us. And yeah. as a country, it's an ego check that we aren't as special as we think. And we have right. massive flaws that we obviously need to take care of. Yep. And just because we're, we're on this land on this earth, that's honestly not even ours, but Mm-mm. you know what I mean? It's, it, we're not this special we're not the top shelf and i think that's why looking at other countries it's tough because we've always held ourselves like at that standard of being the best and right now with everything that's going on like we're seeing other countries be able to tackle corona better than we are Mm -hmm. and and they're not necessarily more powerful or richer or smarter countries either and they're all it's it's like watching it's literally like watching the king fall because we're like the superpower of the world and then Mm -hmm. obviously as soon as all these things all these issues have arisen they're gonna point fingers and laugh like what else are you gonna do when someone's at the top like there's always gonna be someone else that's gonna want to be there and if they if the person at the top starts falling it's like good like fuck them like they thought they were so good yep so and it's it's weird we're just living in such a weird time like it honestly feels like such a fever dream like some of the stuff that has been going on like 
doesn't even seem real. <laughs> even though they're clearly real issues, but it's like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I feel like this is a whole nightmare. I know. It feels like we're living in a simulation, like where someone's like Sims game and they're just like purposely like fucking with us. Just seeing how much like we can like take in and all that. Yeah, seriously, it's like the it is like the Truman Show. Have you ever yeah. seen that movie? I've before? never seen that. Do movie. you know what it's about though? No, I'm really bad with movies. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, basically, it's like there's a whole TV show mm-hmm. um, around this one guy, and he doesn't know he's in a TV show. So like his wife oh, and his life yep. is completely simulated. Yep. So it really is just like he's mm-hmm. living in a simulation. Yeah, there's and, definitely a few episodes of Black Mirror that are like that too. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things, there's like one episode, I don't think, I, I didn't watch it, but I do a lot of YouTube and I always fall down rabbit holes of like top tens. <laughs> so I'll like watch this thing called Watch Mojo Top Tens and they were talking about Black Mirror episodes. And one of the yeah. episodes was uh, um, like augmented reality. These soldiers um, had to go do a mission somewhere and yeah. it was augmented that they were killing these like, like, I don't know goblins or weird fucking beasts or whatever and then they realized at the end that they were actually just killing like civilians and i was like that's honestly like what i feel like we're going through right yeah some fuck shit like that yeah there's a newer black mirror episode a little bit unrelated but it just i don't know made me think of it there these two guys do like a simulated video game oh yeah and then they end up like fighting each other and I don't want to like spoiler they spoil fuck it. each other. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like that kind of it like feels like we're in a video game. Feels it, like we're in a video game and like someone's just It does. I it, used to think that when I was younger like that we're I in always a video game. I always thought I was like, you know, I play with my dolls, like someone's like messing with my life. Like someone's <laughs> like making me do these things. Someone's making putting me in this body and like all that and like think that's like why people love religion because it explains a lot of those questions but Mm. i feel like also with religion like it it just gives people something to believe in because i don't know i mean back in the day like there wasn't i feel like a lot of people are more just conservative and they're you know and when you were born into a family you had a religion to go to or you had church to go to and nowadays it's a lot more just like i guess progressive in the sense of religion where not a lot of families are like forcing their kids to go to church and Mm -hmm. also i just think that like i said it's it's more of something to just have hope in and believe in so that life doesn't seem so awful right and it's kind of something that you can look towards in bad times so like people it gives you an answer yeah but realistically nothing has ever answered other than just our own actions and what we've done right you know what i mean right like make good choices exactly you know and good things will come to you mm-hmm. yeah i um my parents they never got me baptized but they did send me to i think it was a catholic preschool and i knew a prayer for every letter of the alphabet oh, before wow. i entered first grade because i did kindergarten there <laughs> And, like, I don't have any of that anymore. And my parents didn't get me baptized because they were, like, it's your choice and whatnot. And, like, now being, like, 22 years old, I'm, like, I 
I can't like wrap my head around religion because I was never like raised in religion. Yeah. You know, I had like a short little like glimpse of it. And like now, like looking at it, like there's so many questions that I have. And like, I feel like people who like obviously with any argument, someone that's like very, very deep in the issue isn't going to be able to clearly answer your questions. No. That's like the like even like right now with like political stuff going on, you can't be to one side to the other side because you're not gonna be able to like see the the, the, the big bigger picture. picture. Yeah. yeah, I think I kind of knew it was a little bit of, I guess bullshit. Even though I'll probably <laughs> get canceled for that, but a, um, yeah, hot take. Yeah, that it was a little bit of bullshit when like they went around asking for money from everyone, and then as I grew up, I realized that like. If you start, if you have a religion, like you don't have to pay taxes to, I don't know if it's the state or federal taxes. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. they're just using all this money for whatever the fuck they want. Like, Mm. holy shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely. Yeah. That's like when I found out like the Salvation Army isn't like actually a really good. They're more of a corporation than anything. Like they're not like a charitable organization. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. Awesome. There's some sweet <laughs> shit there, though. I, mean, I like, yeah, I love Salvation Army. It's like, aren't my you big, one big into like yeah. thrift, thrift yeah. stores and stuff? That's, it's my what's it called? Butter and butter and bread. Butter and bread. Bread and butter. That's your forte. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah. yeah. What what got you into that? Um, growing up, actually, my mom. So like, my mom growing up, she didn't have a ton of money. Like when she was younger, and then growing up as a kid for myself like my parents were never like strapped for money or anything like that but my mom always shopped at the thrift stores because she was like you know that's what I'm used to like you can find really good stuff there blah 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 and I used to hate it like I would roll my eyes she'd bring me I would be like are you kidding me like, <laughs> it's not name brands like all this stuff. even though there was name brand you're stuff young like you're already material yeah it's like that fifth grade phase where you're like it's not Hollister yeah. <laughs> like Oh, the Stupid. kids in the halls are wearing Hollister and they all have the perfumes <laughs> and colognes. Yeah, exactly. But that's where I got my first exposure. And then I'd say probably like high school, I would go for like, you know, odd end things. And then really in college, it kind of like picked up because like that's where I got most of my wardrobe. Even to this day, like I have for my like people that I know, I probably have like the biggest wardrobe out of everyone that in my close circle. Yeah. But I probably spent, like, a quarter of the price on it. I do not like to spend money on clothes, I even mean, though I love some, clothes. There's some sweet finds at, like, oh. just their shops. I have never... Oh, yeah. I've never really gone into just... I've only gone into, like, the corporate ones, like mm-hmm. Salvation Army or, like, Goodwill. Yeah. But even there, there's some sweet finds. I actually have... Oh, man, I don't know where my phone is. I had a picture to bring up from this. Um, I was going to see if I could airdrop it to Trevor. I, I don't know where my phone is now, but um, I went to a thrift store in London when I was studying abroad. Mm-hmm. That's it, so awesome. It, there was so much awesome shit there. Mm-hmm. Like all like 70s, like English mm-hmm. clothes there. And there's this one back room and I took a picture of it because there was this sign on the ground and one of them. Oh, fuck. All right. One second. All right. So we found the picture. It's this is ex- we were walking through and we went down to like the basement mm-hmm. and this was like in a back room and it says private dancing one way, gay hardcore porn the other way. 
So first of all, like I really need that sign. I think it really fits my MO. <laughs> Would you hang that up in your house or on Abs- your wall? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If I had my own house, I'd put it in like the living room too, just so people know like the tone that I'm trying to set in my house. <laughs> As you're like, hi, welcome to our like party. Well, when it's socially acceptable. <laughs> right. And the first thing they see is, all right, so um, we have our private dancing this way or our gay hardcore porn this way. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. It reminds me of this time. So one of my favorite places to go thrifting is this big Goodwill in um, New Hampshire, Hudson, New Hampshire. Yeah. And one side is like the curated regular Goodwill with all the racks and stuff. And the other side is buy by the pound. So you have to dig and dig and dig through these like huge buckets of stuff. And I found really great items there. (laughs) Like, I found a pair of Calvin Klein jeans for a dollar, cut them into shorts, and every time I wear them, someone's like, your shorts are awesome. I'm like, well, they were a dollar. (laughs) But, so you dig through these bins, and you don't know what you're going to find. Yeah. And I'm with my mom, and she pulls out a dildo that's in the box. Oh, my God. Like, it's never been used, but, like, someone donated a dildo. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Big question here. Did I have a suction cup on the back of it? No. All right, then. No. The only reason why I say that is one time we were up at Hampton Beach and my mom was driving like a car full of kids. Yeah. And she, we almost got ran over off the road by this like big truck. Yeah. And the dude, we pulled over to like Chrissy's Beach Pizza because that's where we were going. And the dude lived like two houses away and he pulled over and my mom was like, oh good, now I know where he lives. I'm going to go get a bunch of dildos and stick them to his car. So when he's driving around, they're just waving. And I was like, I want to do that now. Like I want to stick a dildo to someone's car. Imagine you're going down the highway and some dude just has a massive dildo waving I saw like a TikTok one time and people bought like I don't know if you can buy them on Amazon, but I feel like Amazon would be the place where you can buy them. And it's like uh, just a package of like 50 and like dildos with suction cups and people would just go around their campus and throw them throw at stuff. Them. Yeah. I recently was at one of my friend's house with one of my girlfriends and she goes, oh, so-and-so like, do you still have that dildo? And he was like, yeah, like blah, blah, blah. I was like, get it out. I want to see it. And it's like, like a massive, like 12 inch. Jesus. It's literally black, like dildo. And I was like, this is awesome. The suction cup was ripped off. It's so old. Like that. it's just, and he's like, oh, you like it? And I was like, yeah, this is super comical. And I was like, can I take it home? And he drunkenly said yes, but now I have an Instagram account for it. So I just take it places. (laughs) I take it places and I take pictures of it. That's fucking awesome. It has one post right now, but that's because I haven't just like, I haven't been on Instagram a lot to like update the account, but I have a picture of like me driving and it's sitting on my lap. And then like we took it. So like uh, last weekend I went. What's its name? Brian. Brian. Brian the BBC. That's and awesome. the account is called at Brian or bust. If anyone really wants to follow it, it's we're not. plugging this. <laughs> we are. Um, but yeah, so I was at a flea market last weekend and I like put it in my purse. And every time like I got my wallet out of my purse, I was like, oh, my God, like this is it's going to just fly out. <laughs> and one of these like old vendors is going to be like, are you kidding me right now? And Honestly, it's a so flea Brian market, though. Like, I, I feel like you. it's not that weird to bring 
yeah, something like that. It's not. Flea markets <laughs> are awesome. I actually saw like your story at the flea market, mm-hmm. and I haven't been in a while, but those places are sweet. Like, I they have some sick shit. I love flea markets. I, I spent $37 and got 24 items. You can't beat that. Like, no, you can't get that discount anywhere. Discount shopping. Yeah. Absolutely. Talk about balling on a budget, but in, mm-hmm. like, a good way. Mm-hmm. People don't, people don't like that, though, like we talked about. Like, we're so, everyone's so materialistic. Also, the fact that, like, our culture is just, like, not our culture, but, like, our society, too. Like, we have everything at our disposal. Like, yeah. something that I really care about is fast fashion. And that's basically, like, how you walk into a store and there's clothes everywhere. Even just Walmart, like there's clothes everywhere and they're not made to order. They're made just to sit on shelves and yeah. like we don't do anything. Like sometimes they get donated to other countries and stuff, but our culture is so like used to just things being at our disposal that we don't want to look for the good items. Yeah. We want them right there in our in faces. Yeah. And I have found my best items searching and digging, digging. and like online thrifts and store thrifts flea markets stuff that people have given me like you know that's where you find stuff with the most value yeah and like when you sentimental stuff when you explained like um when you had to like dig through that all i could think about was have you ever seen at Walmart like the five dollar movie bin where yes. it's just like a big yes. bin of movies? And it's exactly you can find what it some is. Gold movies in there. Yep. I'm a big movie person, so I'm like looking through. Yep. It, like, can I find like a really good critically acclaimed mm-hmm. movie? Or, but I imagine it's the same thing. You know, you just gotta dig. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I collect CDs. Yeah. So usually, when you go to like thrift stores and and all that, like sometimes they are like curated and they're like on the shelf, nice and all that. But a lot of the time, it's just big bins. Yeah. And I found sick, sick albums, and like you just have to search for like fifty cents. Yeah. I actually just talking about CDs. I just bought a CD for my car because my bluetooth adapter stopped working yep and so i have some cds in there and i have a pretty good like variety of music but i don't have any like classic rock and lately yep. i've been really into led zeppelin yeah like really yeah, yeah. playing a lot of led zeppelin so i went to the store and i was like i did get some new clothes and um i mean i kind of fall into the the category of the opposite side of the spectrum of what we were just talking about thrift yep. store. i went to american eagle and buying <laughs> I, There's some stuff that you need to buy. Yeah. So, like, I won't discredit that. There is some stuff that you need to buy at the store. Yeah. It was, it was nice. I, it's the first time in a while I went and actually got myself something. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, well, like, in Pheasant Lane Mall, like, FYE is right across the store or right across the way. So I went there and I looked and I didn't really find anything good. There's C- everyone's CDs, uh, like, selection has gone down drastically because we have I know. S- such good, like, ways of streaming yeah. music now. So I went to Newberry Comics and I found The Mothership, which is just all their like hits and it's two CDs and I've just been jamming to disc one, just all the hits from Led Zeppelin. Like, I don't know what it is, but honestly, it kind of helped me get through my funk, just like hearing a nice guitar riff, like just someone really (laughs) like pulling the strings. It's, it's crazy. I, I talked about it with, um, my uncle last weekend and I was like the, when people are really good at playing the guitar, it's. They don't, they don't need to speak or say anything. You can hear all their emotion right. in the right. way they play the instrument. Right. I totally agree. So it's like Jimi Hendrix. Like you're hearing Jimi mm. Hendrix just like, 
I mean, I, I, we're going to the podcast, um, Trevor and I, and we're getting ready to go there. And I was like, here's a little music, pump us up. And I throw on like voodoo child and just the way he's like contorting the sound and everything. And just like, really, I don't know. It's crazy. Like the emotion that's put into playing an instrument and hearing that, like just sends you to another place. I got one of his CDs for like a dollar somewhere. Yeah. I think it's just his greatest hits or, but Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite CDs is my Jimi Hendrix. Oh, man. I've been just oh, just jamming to Led Zeppelin, like oh, like whole lot of love yep. and um, Stairway to Heaven. Mm-hmm. Like Stairway to Heaven, how you the beginning of it is just acoustic guitar, and then it goes into that guitar solo at the end, and yep. it's like, holy shit. I feel like I'm listening to like a, <laughs> some mystical fairy tale when I listen to that song. It's wild. My favorite Led Zeppelin song is No Quarter off of... Um houses of the holy yeah and it's a very like eerie like kind of like sci-fi yeah sound but it's so good and like there's not music being made like that not to discredit the music nowadays because there is great music nowadays and i love music so like i i don't think that but you, you, you don't, just don't right, it's such an original sound that they really made it their own you don't hear that genuine like i like I said, so I don't, like you said, I don't want to discredit the artists nowadays because obviously creating a beat and everything and how hip hop is kind of at the top of mm-hmm. what everyone listens to. I mean, your, your, you, your instrument is your laptop or your beat maker or your synth or whatever you're doing right. to create that sound. And that's awesome. But I really kind of miss just like that, that genuine, like just guitar solo and a yeah. song or something. And yeah that's why like led zeppelin is just insane like you hear that music and Mm -hmm. i was actually talking to my dad and he was i was telling him how like one of my other favorite songs by him like all of them are usually just hits but Mm -hmm. like cashmere by them yeah is a really good song and i mean i wish we could play music on this but he was like yeah i used to have that um I used to have the record to that and it was two records and he was like, I would listen to side three laying in my bed with these big headphones. <laughs> and he was like, I would just yeah. turn the lights off in the dark, listening to this one side and he started playing it. And, um, you could just see like, he just started smiling and you could see like, just that, like that, the side of that disc or those four songs that were on the side of that record just brought him back to that time. And yeah. Like, yeah it's crazy when you have that sort of connection with a song especially from it's like music is like really realistically our only time machine right now other yeah. than photos i yeah. guess but film yeah yeah but um this year was actually the first year that vinyl record sales preceded cd sales really yeah um that's wild yeah which, because, like, obviously vinyls made such a comeback and all of mm. that. But the reason I like CDs is because most cars still have CD players. Yeah. There's so much more compact disc, literally. Yeah. There's so much more, like, transportable and all of that. And, like, obviously it sounds better on a vinyl and all of that. But, like, it still sounds great playing a CD through a speaker. It does. And I think a lot of the... What a lot of people don't realize is because we have such a massive access to music with like our phones and streaming, Mm -hmm. we don't we we don't really appreciate the 
album itself because back yeah. then you'd have to listen all the way through exactly to hear the song yeah. you wanted to listen to whereas now mm-hmm. you're just on apple music or spotify you can click whatever most of the time you don't listen to the whole album no ever. you don't at all you, and, ever and they basically persuade you it's a massive just in like machine the industry is a machine and they persuade you to which songs they want you they put oh, like yeah. a star, star next to say, it yeah. yeah yep and they want you to listen to that but and like sometimes artists will release a certain song earlier before the album just to make sure that song is like more popular yeah. on the album and yeah like one song i didn't know by led zeppelin that i really like and i guess it was just honestly me not listening to them but mm-hmm. um i think it's called babe i'm gonna or baby i'm gonna leave you yes i love that song song. i love that because that's another that's another one where it's like acoustic guitar and it kind of draws you into the emotion and then like three quarters of the way through the song he they just start shredding the guitar and it's like it goes from like kind of like i said emotional like downbeat to like upbeat like really yeah you can tell the story through the song yeah yeah I don't know. I, I kind of miss music like that. I wish mm-hmm. the next Jimi Hendrix would come back or something <laughs> like that, especially with yeah. quarantine and yeah. we've all been home. So hopefully people have been creative with stuff and we're able to hear something like that. in the oh, future hopefully. again. I mean, his, history kind of repeats itself. Like you said, I mean, you just said the vinyl records um, eclipsed like, yeah, was it CDs? CDs yeah. And, history does just kind of repeat itself especially Mm -hmm. think about like style there's so much style with like clothes and how it's repeated itself i feel like most of my style is not present day trends you're just ahead of our times (laughs) (laughs) um actually something funny is that one i think it was two years ago my sister always goes uh school shopping on her birthday because it's like close to the school year and that's like her thing and we were in zoomies is that where they sell the band t-shirts zoomies no. i think they also do it at Paxon. it's not Paxon. it's probably zoomies it's probably zoomies or zoomies no or spencer's. spencer's oh spencer's yeah yep Sp- so Newberry we were at, comics does yeah. it too a little bit i think yeah so we were at spencer's and she was doing the uh like the t-shirt two for 20 something like that and yeah. she's like i'm gonna get this t-shirt do you want one and i was like yeah i'll get this led zeppelin t-shirt and it's their iconic one with like the guardian with like the lantern oh over the hill yeah he's on the top of the cliff yeah so i get that t-shirt and then i go to the bye bye the pound thrift store which is the same place i saw the dildo with my mom (laughs) brian no no that's not brian it's not brian but you know brian's long lost cousin (laughs) (laughs) um and i find the same t-shirt the same exact t-shirt for a dollar and you're like i should have just waited yeah because the one I got at the store was $20, and then the one I got at the, the thrift store was a dollar. And the one I got at the thrift store was more worn. It was comfier. Like, you just wash it, and it's like, I'd rather have a worn t-shirt because then it's soft, and it has character, no, yeah. and, like, it's you su- know it's it, loved. Honestly, yeah, like, it, it kind of sucks buying new clothes. Like, Trevor, two years ago, for a Christmas present, got me a Nirvana t-shirt, mm-hmm. and I wore it, like, the next day without washing it, and, mm. like, I got, like, a rash under my armpits because uh, it was just yeah. straight from the shelf. Yeah. I mean, I love that t-shirt now, and it has a lot more character being washed, and it's, like, it's just, like, the casual, like, X for eyes with a smiley face. Mm-hmm. But now that I've washed it so many times since it's a black T-shirt, it's starting to, like, fade. And it, like, kind of gives you that, like, grunge character, like, right. that they had in the right. band. You know what I mean? 
I love that so much more. Yeah. I've gotten so many band t-shirts from the thrift store. My favorite one is this Beetle one, and it's like the neckline's all messed up, but it's like tie-dyed blue, and it just says the Beatles on the front with like all the four band members. And it's the softest t-shirt I've ever had in my life. And I think I got it for a dollar, too. Like, if it's crazy li- what people it, like, get rid of, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, for anyone that's listening, go to a thrift store and yeah. get some clothes. Literally. Yeah, just search it. It, it. It's such a comfort factor. Like, I have an old hand-me-down Boston Red Sox t-shirt from my brother, and it's so soft, and it's just so worn out that I, I don't usually, like, wear it out just because it's more loose. Right. But it's so comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a good, like, get home, take a shower from work and throw that on, like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's And honestly, like, obviously t-shirts were always in style, but, like, graphic t-shirts right now are super, super in style. Yeah. So, like, even if it's worn out and stuff, like, that's kind of the style right now. So. Yeah. Last year, I bought a Jurassic Park t-shirt, and I have that, and I wear that usually with, like, a red flannel to Mm -hmm. match, like, the red logo. I wish I got, after I bought it, because I just got, like, the regular logo, but Mm -hmm. there was one there that was, like, the logo, and it was kind of a little, like, tie-dyed, or, I don't know, the color was kind of mixed in but it said like park staff on it and i was like fuck like that's you know when you're like you have two things you want to buy and you're like which one should i buy right yeah and then you buy one and then i think it's just like the grass is always greener on On the the other other side side. so you're like i wish i got the other one the best shopping advice i ever got from someone and i don't know who it was or i'd give them credit is that if you want to buy something and you're really set on it the store don't actually buy it i mean if it's an item that like you don't have to buy right in the moment don't actually buy it go home sit on it and if you can't stop thinking about it you should buy it yeah and i did that so like the last weekend when i was at the flea market there was a pair of like nike sbs yeah for 10 bucks and they were a kid size and i was they were four and a half and i'm more of like a five five and a half but with that kind of style of shoe you don't really need to buy your exact size and i was like no like i shouldn't i have a ton of sneakers like all that stuff. I have not been able to stop thinking about it, and it really sucks because I can't go yeah, back. It's and, a flea market. Yeah, I mean, they might. I'm. Does that flea market only like? It's every Sunday, but that doesn't mean that the same that vendors, vendors are going to be, be there. there. Hmm. And it's not even like they're like set up tents with signs or anything. It's no, literally yeah, it's like tables. a table, and yeah. people bring whatever junk they have. Oh man! One man's trash is another another man's treasure. So exactly. Firm believer in that. Also, my favorite finds all the time are the side of the road finds. Yeah. I get stuff off the side of the road all the time. I've always, like, I feel like just with social media, they've kind of romanticized, like, doing that with being, like, a. have seen videos of, like, couples that will go, like, off on a day and then find just yard sales or mm-hmm. something, and I'm like... I mean, you don't necessarily need to be with someone. You can go by yourself and My do favorite it. person to like, go with is my grandma, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's my romanticized version. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I see some of the stuff, and I'm like, I should stop and look at that. And I do I, all I, the time. I, I guess it's not that important because off mm-hmm. the logic you just said, like, I don't think about necessarily, mm-hmm. but – we were up at my campground at, near Salisbury um, a couple weekends ago, and some person had, like, a free um, free stuff sign, and they were putting stuff out. And there was, like, this old orange TV, 
and it yeah. must have been like a Nickelodeon TV That's with like a awesome. bunch of like Nickelodeon video games attached to it. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I should have at least Should've checked got it that. out. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally the other day I was driving with my sister and she just got her license. So I was letting her drive my car and I was like, turn around, turn around right now. And she was like, are you kidding me? There's not even anywhere to turn around. I was like, just pull a Yui. There's no one in the road. And thankfully we live in the middle of nowhere. So you can do that on yeah. these roads, but we turned around and I got this like vintage, it's like those hard shell suitcases. Yeah. Vintage and it's orange and like on the inside it's like this like silky brown um, material. Super cool. And then I got two books. One's called um, Herbs for Anxiety and then the other one is like Good Green Gardening and they're both like probably from like the 70s, these two books. And the one book has a uh, clipping a newspaper clipping from 1981 from the Worcester Telegraph Damn. about how no-till farming is better in circum- certain circumstances. And circumcisions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> circumcisions. <laughs> no, those like the side of the road like uh, libraries where it's like free like take a book, give a yeah. book. Those things are always pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know I talked about not like reading a lot, but still the it's the concept. I of have it's found awesome. some of my yeah. I was in Manchester this summer, and there was just it wasn't even like one of those free libraries. It was literally like the parking lot of like some like auto mechanic. Yeah, weirdly enough, and there <laughs> was just a box of books, and one of them I took out this one book, and it was like. I wish I had a picture of it, but it's like thought a day and it talks about all these different like topics and you can read one each day and it's like a paragraph. So it's super simple to easy to read. And the first one that I wrote, cause it was like dog-eared, I mean read, it was dog-eared and it was something about like how you limit yourself to the greatest potential that you can be. Yeah. So like just reading that, like off the side of the road, I was like, I definitely need to take this home. But You're like, whoa, is this a sign? Yeah, is this a sign? <laughs> uh, speaking about books, one of the books I actually read was, um, or not read, but listened to was called Caffeinated. And it was all about mm-hmm. caffeine and um, just how, like where, why we're so addicted to it and stuff. And it gave the history. And honestly, I yeah. thought you might like this because I always see you being like a, a bee saver. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if you knew this, but I guess caffeine plants and some other plants will do this but caffeine plants what they'll do is in their nectar Mm -hmm. they'll have caffeine in it Mm -hmm. so that a bee will go to them more often and get addicted to it and it actually will fuck up like the ecosystem around them because even when that plant doesn't have pollen the bees will continuously go back to it and not like pollinate other plants around Mm -hmm. them so I was like, that's fucking insane. Like these wow. plants are manipulating bees to go out and just only do their work. Yeah. Because the bee's like, oh, what yeah. the fuck is this? Why do I feel so awesome? And then goes out and then comes back. to so like, I need more of that. Like it needs its fix. Wow. I actually didn't know that. The more you know. But yeah, honestly, bees do so much work for us that we would be screwed without them. I think, I don't know what the stat- statistic is. I can't talk um but it's something about like 90 percent of like plants and vegetables and like things that we eat on a daily basis wouldn't exist if we didn't have bees pollinating them Two hundred fifty thousand. what is this some two hundred fifty thousand species of flowering plants defend on bees depend on bees for pollination huh yeah. bees increase the yields around 
of around 90 crops, such as apples, blueberries, cucumbers, by 30%. So many fruits and vegetables would become scarce. Damn. Yeah. I mean... Like, we are screwed without bees. I've never really hated bees other than hornets. I don't yeah, fuck with hornets, yeah. but bumblebees and honeybees, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I won't, I won't, I won't fuck with them. I'll yeah. let them do their thing. We had a big rhododendron outside and yep. those things bloom for like one week a year or two yeah. weeks a year. Mm-hmm. And just when that thing bloomed, like the bumblebees that were surrounding them was, it was, it was honestly beautiful to watch them just crawling and out. But what's yeah. to say? Honeybees perform more than 80% of all population of cultivated crops. Pollination. What did I, what do you mean? What, you said population. It's po- po- did I say population? <laughs> Fuck me. I'll read that back. Honeybees perform more than 80% of all pollination of cultivated crops. Yeah. Graduated college and I can't even read this. That's I. That's what I said last time. I was like, my biggest thing is when he pulls up stuff, I literally like some words I can't read. And people yeah. are like, you idiot, you should be able to read this. You started a podcast, you should be able to read all these words. It's like I'm when like, the teacher calls on you in class to read out loud and you're like, uh, duh, uh, Yeah, uh. and then all of a sudden you get like tunnel vision and you're reading and you're like, ah, uh, did I just say that word yeah. right? I mean, anyone who's listening to this has probably heard me like fuck up my words at least 10 times now. So I can't even speak, let alone like read and speak at the same time. Oh, my big, my big fuck up with a word was in seventh grade when we were doing biology and we had to read out vocabulary words and i taught the class what an orgasm was instead of an organism organism. (laughs) (laughs) i I sat down and i was sitting at a table with girls and honestly at that time like it was seventh grade so like i knew of stuff but i don't think i really understood the straight concept of like orgasms and they're like uh do you know what that is and i was like no like and like my face got wicked red and they're like oh well like and they told me and i was like shit how did they know i don't don't even know if i knew what that was back then they knew whoever i was sitting next to they knew and i was like okay well i just preached that to the class so sweet (laughs) it's fucked up but hey like i said the more you know so wow if we want to talk about sexual things and bees to tie these two topics together um only there's only one female bee obviously the queen bee um and she lays all the eggs yep it's actually what i call my mom (laughs) brandy shout out my mom and that's what we call her but yeah so there's only one female and like Honestly, bees are so important, and I think we should learn a little bit from them. <laughs> One of the craziest stories that I ever heard. So I listen to a lot of like Joe Rogan's podcasts, and oh. he'll bring up multiple times he's brought up that when he was on Fear Factor, they had to do stuff with bees. Yeah, obviously as, as one of the stunts. And one time there was like a, I don't know, was it a a zoologist that takes care of them or like who's who's like i mean it was like someone who studies bees yeah, yeah it was yeah, like yeah. a beekeeper but more scientific whatever the name yeah the is, fancy right? name yeah. for it and um so they had this like group of bees for the whatever stunt they were doing and another group of bees flew by mm-hmm. and those bees that they had flew up and they started swarming each other and he just explained that the dude was like yeah, we just need to, like, stop, like, recording for, like, two hours and just let them sort it out. And yeah. they literally just, like, 
it was the upon two like hives. thousands yeah. of bees flying up in the air they had to give them time so they could just like i don't know how they communicate but communicated right. with each other and was like all right like it was it's like a turf games. war like they're like <laughs> all, right, all right i fuck with you and then they peaced out yeah yeah so like they're they're ruled by their queens and like the queen doesn't really obviously she lays all the eggs and all that but um she calls the shots and she doesn't really have she doesn't leave the hive so like a lot to learn from that in modern society (laughs) (laughs) what wait what does that say go back up to the top the queen uh queens are developed as larvae selected worker bees and specifically specifically fed in order to become sexually mature Hmm. so so she gives the food to who's the next in line to fuck her yeah interesting yeah she's running the shit it's listening yeah yeah it's like a long line of prospects <laughs> in college actually i think like i liked bees like way before this but my exposure and comfortableness with bees started in college and junior year we had an apartment and it was like getting to be fall time and we were on the third floor of our apartment building so there was a hive right near it in a tree, I believe, or on the building. Like, I don't remember where the hive was, but the bees would fly in through our vents because it was warmer in our apartment than it was outside. So yeah. they were just trying to follow the heat, obviously. Like, they don't know as much as we know. So they would come into our apartment, like, in swarms. There was bees all over our apartment. And I, as much as I physically could, like, I would literally, like, pick them up walk them out on my finger and like try to like bring them back outside because when our maintenance people came in they just killed them yeah and i was like that's not cool dude i know i would always see stories and like it wasn't so much as i would it would be judging i would just be like she's pretty brave for having this yeah on her finger yeah i'm like holy shit But animals animals can sense your senses like you're talking about however the bees communicate like they can they can feel whatever energy you're getting off. So if you're scared, if you're like like trying to hit it and like swat it away and stuff, they can sense that and yeah. like they'll sting you because they're in fear. But if you're like completely chill, like, hey, just crawl on my finger and I'll get you to safety. They can sense that in some sort of way, like obviously not the same as humans can. But I guess I should believe that I work at a warehouse that sells horse products and I have like a weird irrational fear of horses. And I was telling so (laughs) much my life is a joke. Like Mm -hmm. I I have a fear of horses and I work at a place that sells horse products. But I one day I was talking to someone about how it's like, yeah, like unless I grew up with the horse, I don't think I don't really like being around them because I can never tell their emotion. And yeah. one like woman who owns horses was like around, like around the corner and she heard and she's like, yeah, they can smell your fear. And I was like, OK, like, Dogs are you making too. this up? No, no. <laughs> Dogs do that all the time. Yeah, I knew that. I knew dogs. are, But I was like, whoa. Like, Does I everyone just, have a weird fear of like a certain animal? Because I have one too. So I what's know. yours? Birds. You don't like birds? No. Is it because they fuck with your bees? <laughs> no. They eat the bees, dude. The birds and the bees. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I don't have like a specific story in my childhood. I mean, there's been like times where like I've come close encounters and like you know scarring, but there's never like one certain like thing that happened that I'm like. 
Oh. You should oh watch the movie. You These should watch the movie. Look at them. Birds. Their beaks, their talons, their claws, like their beady eyes, like everything about Ducks them. Ducks just... and their fucking corkscrew Ugh. penises. Ugh. I had chickens growing up in Pennsylvania and my family never made me collect the eggs because they knew I was afraid of chickens birds. Chickens are literally like dinosaurs, though. They're like miniature dinosaurs. Yeah, they won't like. We also had they a rooster, eat anything. though. If a chicken dies in a chicken coop, like they'll fucking eat it if they're I hungry. I know. I know. But we had a rooster as well, and those things are scary because they will fuck with you. Yeah, I don't fuck with roosters. Mm. When I was landscaping, we had a client that had a house that had chickens roam around, mm-hmm. and. They also had a rooster, and I would make sure that I was as far away from that rooster as possible because that thing will charge you, and it will attack you. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're near, like, the hens and the baby chicks. Like, that thing will come up and be like, get the fuck away. I went to a petting zoo the other day with the the kid that I watched full-time, and he just turned one. So, like, I had to basically hold him the entire time. And I'm clutching onto him, this baby, for dear life whenever we'd... There was ducks, there was peacocks, there was chickens, roosters, uh, those... I don't even know what the other things were called. Peacocks? They, they, no, they, they're like a tinier version of a peacock, but they don't have the big feathers. A quail? They, maybe. Know. They a have pheasant. that little, like, feather on the head. I have no clue. Trevor, look up the phobias to these. What's a horse phobia and what's the bird phobia? I've looked up bird phobia before and it's like a weird word. Equinophobia. Equino? Equino. Equinophobia for horses. There we go. And... Bird phobia? Oh. No. Ortheno. Or, ornitho, ornitho. Ornithophobia. Ornithophobia. Yeah, you should really get into I know you said you weren't really a big movie person, but uh, you should really no. watch the movie no. Birds or <laughs> The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Very old movie about when birds attack <sighs> humanity. <laughs> I'm Ugh. sure you would love it. When I was younger at my dad's house, we his house was very cool. He like custom built the second floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had these Amish guys come in and help custom build the second floor. So we had like skylights and stuff. And then in our back room, we had like a huge window and he loves birds. He has bird watching books. He has a couple pairs of binoculars. We have bird feeders all over our house. He's very into it. And there was this one cardinal that got like brain damage over the years because it would literally fly into every single window of our house at full speed. And we put up pictures so it wouldn't see its reflection anymore. My stepsister put up pictures of like Chuck Norris and stuff <laughs> in our windows. And like people would come over and be like, what is going on? But th- this bird would literally like, I don't think it was an attempted suicide, but like it was literally like <laughs> full speed into the window. So I'd wake up and I had a lofted bed. So my bed was right next to the skylight. Yeah. And I already had my fear of birds. And this thing would wake me up in the morning. Do you just hear By charging. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'd wake up and the bird would be like. Right there on the window, it was petrifying, absolutely petrifying. So that was, was this your house? Because I know you're not originally from Massachusetts. Was this? Yeah. So where, where, um, what state did you live in before? I lived in Pennsylvania with, um, my parents were divorced when I was one, but they both lived there until I was about 14 or 15. My mom and my stepdad moved up to Massachusetts and I moved up here with them. But every single person in my family still lives in Pennsylvania. I was going to ask you, so I remember probably the first time I ever saw or met you was 
we had a math class freshman year mm-hmm. and you were like the new girl. Yep. And I remember that. And like one of the things that I kind of wanted to just like ask you was what was it like, tr- like kind of almost like completely transplanting your life at that stage, <laughs> like being in high school and yeah. having to change from like yeah. one, I guess, social group to another. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, especially coming up to North Middlesex and like just what was it like when you first showed up like could you see like the different clicks that were going on and Uh, how were you like able to kind of just like adapt into Mm -hmm. the various groups um so where I lived in Pennsylvania with my my dad lives closer to Amherst country and his is more like rural but where I lived with my mom it was like suburbia nation Mm -hmm. like if you've ever seen that movie on Disney growing up in the suburbs it was that there was developments everywhere houses in the developments were like there was 200 houses per development like in my high school there was over 2,000 people it went like six elementary schools a fifth and sixth grade center a seventh grade center an eighth grade center a ninth grade center and then the senior high and they were all separate buildings yeah, there was just so many kids. So then when I moved to Massachusetts, our high school had less than a thousand kids. Yeah, small town. Everyone knew everyone. Mm-hmm. At, like as being the new person, like everyone knew that. Like they knew that I was coming in and like I was there and like all of that. And thankfully, like I'm a very like social extroverted person who has never like sticked with, you know, cliques of friends or anything like that. Yeah. And like, you know, that's actually something I really like value in myself is that I've never like fell into those things so that aspect wasn't hard because I know how to be friends with like pretty much everyone but it was super hard leaving halfway through freshman year and going three four hundred miles away like yeah I fell into a super bad depression I gained like 18 pounds like I remember crying in the dressing room of American Eagle with my (laughs) mom and I'm like I'm not this size and she was like you don't even look bad and I'm like I gained all this weight because you made me move here like all this stuff and like obviously now it's totally fine but you don't know that in the moment like you just think that your world's ending because my whole family lives down there every single friend I've ever had in my life lives down there well lived down there and like it was super weird because it's it's not as populated up here it's a completely different environment um how long did it did it take you to kind of weed through like the fake people that first were like hey we're you're, we're gonna be your friends and then like by senior <laughs> year you don't talk to those people anymore because I feel like that's easy to fall into that trap in high school especially yeah. I definitely went through a lot of different phases of a lot of different people and I would say even now it took me till I got to college for me to realize the people that I would still be friends with yeah and ironically in college like obviously a lot of people that we went to high school with went to my college and I reconnected with some of them and a lot like one of my best friends that I went to college with she's like my best friend to this day but in high school we weren't that close we we had a couple classes together we hung out maybe once or twice but like all the people that I chose to be friends with in high I mean in college were people that I weren't necessarily close with in high school but yeah so like going through high school you have those relationships with people like I was friends with people freshman year and then junior sophomore year I wasn't friends with them anymore and then you know totally yeah you just go through and it you meet people to fit the stages of your life that you're going through yeah 
it's also like you said like like rekindling friendships i know there are people i weren't friends with in high school where mm-hmm. when i went to college like they were around and i became friends with them and i'm good friends with them now yeah you know what i mean exactly and exactly it's it's crazy last last episode we t- i said something i don't know what the saying is again but it's like people come into your life for like a reason, a yeah. season, or what I don't know what the third one is. But like that's the thing with high school is it's honestly like a seasonal thing. You know, right. you go through four years of school to almost figure out who you are as mm-hmm. a young adult, and then college is which kind you're of still the same not ready. Thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> to not face at all. the world. But yeah, I think that it's it's a it's big character development. Yeah, it is, and. Trevor and I were talking about this how like if we're like if you look back like some of the teachers weren't the greatest but we're like at least if you're going to be a shitty teacher just like be a genuine person so that like the kids will grow to understand like just people skills like right you know if you're if right. you're if your teaching style sucks mm-hmm. but you can still like have a conversation and be friendly with the kids like that means a lot for them growing up because right. they can also look at you as like a role model and maybe one of like at least from the outside of what they see in the classroom want to be like that in yeah. a sense you know and the, see the characteristics and the traits right so one of my favorite teachers in high school um I won't say his name, but he was a science teacher and he, I don't know, he's not bad at teaching, but like he, he was just kind of like, um, it was hard for him to relay his information, but he ended up like, I think he teaches like younger grades now. And I, I know, I know that he like does a really great job with that. Um, sometimes high school is just hard and. But at the time in high school, he became one of like literally my best friends in high school. Like there there were days that like things would happen in my personal life, like very serious family issues. And I was interning for him and I would go to him and I would be like, hey, this is going on. I don't know what to do. And he's like, here are the keys to the science department room. Just sit in there and I'll be in in like 10 minutes and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah you don't get those people that you can confide in all the time. But like, I'm so thankful that I did have like keep like key teachers in high school that I could go to for that kind of stuff oh yeah I mean in high school there's this one teacher that probably I mean looking back on it everyone will look back and be like your issues in high school weren't as big as you think they were oh yeah but being in high school it's the world to you right yeah and I went through a really bad breakup in high school mm-hmm. and that was at the moment that was like the world to me right and so I just didn't know what to do with my life and I mean, especially at that age, you're just super emotional. You're going through a lot of changes physically. You mm-hmm. have like hormones, just everything, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's it's the worst, but you kind of don't sit and you don't just stop and think. You make a lot of decisions in high school based yeah. off of emotion. And so I went through like a really bad depression after that breakup. And one yeah. of the teachers there helped me through. And she was like the psychology and sociology teacher. And yeah. I know like during that time like some of my friends were like oh like we don't really like her because they were getting like bad grades or they didn't like her teaching style and I was like but like every time for like lunch I would sit with her and talk about it and she was almost like my therapist basically yeah honestly like if I didn't have that I'm not saying that I would have hurt myself or done something bad but like like I said you just make a lot of grow the same way exactly and yeah in that age you make a lot of decision based off emotion mm-hmm. and you don't really think it through so i probably would have made some 
poor choices in my life and they would have affected me to this day. Right. And so I'm thankful that I had that kind of like companionship with that teacher and she was able to just like help me through that time in my life. Right. And I will forever be grateful for that because Mm -hmm. now I can look back and laugh at it and be like, it's a fucking high school relationship. Like, (laughs) LOL at that, literally. Like, oh, wow. But yeah. At the time, I was like, holy shit, like, what do I do? Like, this is my entire world. You know what I mean? But that just goes to the thing that you were saying earlier. Like, you meet everyone for a reason and, like, things like breakups and stuff like that and, like, the people that help you through them and, like, the people that you date and all that. Like, I have never regretted meeting someone and knowing someone in my life, like, no matter how terrible or terrible the things that they do to me because every situation I've been able to look back on and be like, wow, they added this, they took away from this. And I gained this. Yeah. Leaving that situation. Well, it's like. The, and moving on from it. Like a phrase. Like I like to think that everything happens for a reason. And mm-hmm. there's also a lesson to be learned in everything. Everything. Yeah. So back then, you know, the whole shit went down with that. And I was like, what the fuck? But now I can look back and be like, that just kind of taught me like how shitty someone can be in yeah. your life. Even if you trust somebody completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then also I can look back at that and be like, don't make stupid, irrational decisions off of emotion like that. Like, sit down, breathe, and think it through. Yeah. Yeah. We can wrap this up if you want, unless you have other stuff you want to talk about. Not unnecessarily, no. All right, cool. I guess we'll wrap it up then. Thanks for coming on the show. It was, honestly, I know it was kind of just random, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Of course. I'm very glad I came out. I very much miss doing podcasts, so. Yeah. I, I, I guess we, we didn't even dive into you being on oh, the radio yeah, or yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, I guess quickly say I used to have a radio show and I did a brief, not serious podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but this was this was very nice exposure to getting back into it. And well, what was it like um, being on that radio show out there? Like, was there a lot of pressure on, like, being censored? Yes. On stuff? Yeah. Yes. And it was very hard just getting into it doing that um because you could play explicit songs but you couldn't play the curse words so like there was like a dump button on the it's kind of like this big like not a turntable but it's like a switchboard yeah and there was this thing called the dump button and like if you were quick enough and you could do it right you could just dump out the word because it was like a 10 second like delay delay and i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) sometimes but thankfully like i had a slot it was like mondays like 1 to 2 30 or something like that Mm -hmm. and no one was really listening some people did listen i had some crazy callers call in and like i wish we would get people to dm this show and so we could just read some whack dms yeah yeah yeah. dms or voicemails but we're not that popular (laughs) one day yeah one day yeah i'll send in one and Go just for pretend it. Pretend like it's now not that you, me. Now that you know the uh, Instagram, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. It's dude. It's crazy how like you almost have to like literally force feed people just the information because like yeah. I don't know. This is seven weeks, and it's not, I'm not like pressing you when I say like you didn't know we had an Instagram account. Yeah. I don't know how how you follow social media, but like I know some of my friends who are just like, oh, you have like this going on, and I'm like. Yeah, we've been posting it for like seven weeks now. I had my radio show for like a couple months and people were like, 
people that I'm friends with. And I'll, they're like, oh, you have a show? And I'm like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I honestly, like, yeah. I am pretty attentive to social media. So, like, I could have probably definitely told by, like, the stories you put up yeah, on Snapchat. But I, I was, you like, have to sick. force feed people. I would post it every single day that I had a show. I'm like, tune in. Yeah. Tune in. Tune in. <laughs> it's wild. A lot of the things that we talked about, too, is, like, at this point, not only we need to stop looking at the smaller picture of just like getting the views of people we know from our small town culture. Like we honestly shouldn't care that. I mean, we should care about them, but we shouldn't care in the sense of usually the people closest to you are going to be the ones that put you down. Mm -hmm. So like we should look at the, like the eye and entertainment of the viewer that is more just out there around the rest of the country. So, right. I have a question for you. Go for it. What's your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast? Yeah. My favorite podcast is the Joe Rogan experience. That's why, yeah. honestly, he's probably my, um, probably like my biggest role model. That's why I started this. Yeah. Cause I listen to his podcast and I love it and I mm-hmm. learn a lot from it. And hopefully mm-hmm. one day I'll be able to have like scientists and doctors and, right. you know, bigger right. name people on and stuff. But you just got to keep growing it yourself. And I just remember someone being on his podcast being like, well, why don't you get this person on? And he's like, well it's he's like yeah that would be fun but also like this is my podcast i can do whatever the oh, fuck yeah I want. whatever i want and like it wasn't like That's he was the beauty being of mean it. to the guest saying that he was just like no. this is my show and i was like all right like i've thought like you have a massive platform you should get these people on and i'm like who am i to tell him what to do like i should just start my own and then get who i want on my podcast right and that's why right. that's why we're here awesome. i mean also just the creative outlet that it gives me like this is awesome i love talking to people and it's very raw and like yeah yeah. with quarantine you don't really get that anymore and Mm -hmm. also we're going into kind of uh, just a generation of people talking through their phones where this gives me a a chance to sit down and talk like i don't think i've honestly ever talked to you this long in one sitting i don't think so either (laughs) exactly and that was awesome like we had a great conversation like Mm -hmm. we've known each other for years right I think people don't give themselves the chance to sit down and actually just talk to one another. Yep. And I that's totally why we agree. probably have such a, a massive divide in this country because mm-hmm. no one can sit down and just work their problems out or yeah. just talk. Have a civil conversation. Literally. Right. And it could be about anything. You don't have to talk about politics or news or situations. We just talked about fucking bees and ducks and birds and cds and (laughs) And thrift shops (laughs) dildos yeah instagram accounts (laughs) you can talk about anything like literally and it's awesome that's true Hmm. that's true all right well once again thank you for coming on the show you're very welcome i was very happy to be a guest And there you have it, another episode in the books. Like I said, it's wild that this is our eighth episode and that we just continue to produce content for you guys. So thank you for all the support up until now, and we're just going to continue to keep chugging along and hopefully put out quality content for you guys to listen to on the other side. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Cut to the Chase Podcast for more information and content on our episodes. If you really enjoy the show, don't be afraid to leave a review for us on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on. We love the uh, feedback from you guys listening on the other side. We also really enjoy the support that you give us just by listening and streaming our show. So until next time, stay safe out there and we'll see you later.